Good evening, I'm Eric Dancer, and welcome to U-Haul Central. <laughs> yes, this is my beautiful living room with boxes packed to the gill. Um, there is nothing in our house that is not in a box. Uh, we have no plates. Uh, we still have a little bit of silverware. But tomorrow the movers come, and we're paying them to do this. And I'm sure you've been watching um, Instagram. Uh, you now can watch Facebook again because the Facebook gods decided to let Ricky come back. I'm not sure what Ricky did wrong. They said Ricky didn't follow community standards, but all they wanted to give me back my account was my picture. And I'm like, you know, if you guys want to, do you want a left side or do you want a right side? I mean, what kind of picture do you want? If you just want a picture, we don't have to go through all this rigmarole. And then there's no phone calls. You can't make any calls. So anyway, it was like a long, long day. And then the last thing that happened was we pulled the 26 foot U-Haul into the driveway and the back wheels got up and they wouldn't move and we're stuck in the middle of the road so for an hour i called uh, a tow truck and i was out directing traffic so another part of the adventure did i ever think that i would be a traffic director never it wasn't even in my thoughts but now i can put that down on my sheet as one of my bucket list items <laughs> welcome we're really glad you guys are here our show is sponsored by chris dental family dentistry couldn't do it without him uh they are the greatest people. They Everybody's welcome, and they just have a great setup in there with Michael and the gang. Also, Alfred Taylor, Endless Possibilities. Um, if there are any angels in the world, they work at Alfred Taylor. These are folks who work with people in our community with different abilities. Uh, they are wonderful people. Um, they have all kinds of job positions open. And the good thing is we're really working for them because they have filled their their list. They, they are looking for employees always, and we have gotten them several because they saw it on here and they wanted to change their life and have a job that really matters. And when you're helping someone with a different ability uh, to live their life and enjoy what they do, uh, it's pretty magical. So they're one of our sponsors as well. Um, also tonight, Mercury Metal, and we're going to talk with them a little bit later. Um, oh, where is my... Uh, hold on. Stay there. Don't go. Oh. This is what the folks at Mercury Metal did. They take my logo and make it into a metal craft. I brought this home and showed Kathy today and she was like, oh my God, that's beautiful. So now what they're gonna do is make one with Montana in my face so I can have one from both places. I love that, that's pretty cool. And we're gonna go down to Florence where the Winter Music Festival is happening starting tomorrow. We got some folks to talk about that. Kim Stark's here, I know the cute one. Finally, we get somebody in here that's not just me. Um, she will be here as well. Um, but first, we're, and we may have one more guest, but they haven't shown up yet, so we're not going to announce them unless they do. Um, what was I going to tell you? Something super, super important, I'm sure. Oh, so we talked about Facebook because we have to understand that for when you hear Bill's opening. Bill's in a funny mood tonight, Kim, so get your little smiley face ready, okay? Because we're going to have the open, and then we're going to go straight to Bill, and then we'll be back with the rest of our show. Thanks for being here, and if you would, share this right now on your page, because it'll go directly to all the people on your page, and they'll be able to watch as well. But don't tell Facebook, because I found out that's not in the community standards, so I'm not supposed to write that. But if I say it, they don't know. There's so many tricks. <music> Who puts up with this? That's what I don't understand. Bring the lion out. Bring the, bring the lion. Um, tonight on our show, we're going to have... Hey guys, don't you think it's kind of fun that you get to comment on the news? There's a cost. Oh yeah, there's a cost. People come after you. Like, I think that's why this is so much fun is because... 
I'll see you at five. Good evening from the News Radio 1120 and 93.7 FM KPNW Studios. I'm Bill Lennon, co-host of the Wake Up Call, 6 a.m. to 9 on that fine radio station. Up until a few moments ago, I thought that Rick was still in Facebook jail. And I was preparing to go on a full frontal attack. I spent a bunch of time this afternoon making a sign. Um, I was going to go down to the Apple store march around outside screaming, all Mark Zuckerbergs are bastards. Um, I planned to block a street. I was going to disguise myself by getting a decent haircut. I had plans. I had big plans. Got you covered, Rick. Got your back. All right, here's some of the stories we're following. This is kind of interesting. Out of Multnomah County, the health officer there said during the current Omicron wave of COVID-19, Two-thirds of the cases in the county are breakthrough infections, and another 13% are in people with booster shots. Now, breakthrough infections, if you don't know what that is, it's somebody who has been fully vaccinated for at least two weeks who ends up getting the Rona. Dr. Jennifer Vine says our own internal disease trackers and epidemiologists are projecting that probably half of the Multnomah County population will be infected with Omicron by the time that the disease peaks sometime in February. Vine says forecasts project a peak in cases for Oregon between this and next week. Multnomah County Public Health Director Jessica Guernsey, though, said masking will continue to play a key role. Well, we're not quite number one, but we're number two. We're number two. Oregon ranks second in the country for substance use disorder. Go Oregon! That's according to new numbers from a survey from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Now, the numbers compare 2020 to 2019, and according to the survey, nearly one in five Oregonians struggle with addiction. The state also fell to 50th, we're number last, in access to treatment, with 18% of Oregonians needing but not receiving treatment. Now, a question that you should ask here is, do they want treatment? Oregon ranks first in the country for both opioid misuse and meth misuse. Meth usage skyrocketed during the same time period examined, seeing a 53% increase from 2019. State officials say between 2019 and 2020, alcohol-related deaths had increased 73%, and drug overdoses had increased 39%. Data from the Oregon Health Authority said that it found that black people died of overdoses at twice the rate of white people. Natives died at overdose rates three times the rate of white people. And if you're struggling with addiction, Here's a phone number you can call, 800-662-HELP. Well, hopefully soon it's going to be over. Former New York Times columnist Nick Kristoff returned two key points in his final argument to the Oregon Supreme Court yesterday to try and get on the ballot for governor. And his main points, he loves Oregon. Oh, well, you can be governor. And he says, residency is complicated. 
Now, whether Kristoff is qualified to run for governor is going to be up to the Supreme Court, which has no timeline for its decision. But the court won't decide until after Secretary of State Shamia Fagan responds to two independent legal arguments supported, uh, submitted in support of Kristoff or until tomorrow at 5 p.m. end of day. That according to a court spokesperson. Both Kristoff and Fagan have urged the court to decide the case quickly as Fagan has a March 17th deadline to send a list of qualified candidates to county clerks to begin printing ballots and Kristoff anticipates having trouble campaigning and fundraising while voters don't know whether he can run. I, I just love the phrase qualified candidates. So Democrats, progressives, and their union buddies are trying to make it difficult and expensive for Republicans to walk out of the legislature to stop legislation from moving through. Progressive organizations like the ironically named Our Oregon have put up $50,000 towards a ballot initiative to penalize lawmakers who stall a quorum vote. The Political Action Committee, Legislative Accountability One, received the money, according to Hannah Love, a spokesperson model for our Oregon says, we feel really confident that voters are sick of these walkouts and they are ready for there to be real accountability to politicians who walk away from their duties. This month, the Oregon Department of Employment is going to be mailing out those 1099G tax forms to about 400,000 people who received unemployment insurance benefits in the 2021 tax year. The 1099G is the form used for filing both federal income taxes to the IRS and state income taxes to the Oregon Department of Revenue. You can expect to receive that by January 31st. Starting February 1st, the form is going to be on the online claim system under the tab 1099G tax forms towards the bottom of the page. Uh, Sarah Cromwell, Unemployment Insurance Division, Deputy Director for Benefits, urges people to inform the Employment Department if they receive a 1099-G and did not claim benefits in 2021. Because if you get that 1099-G and you didn't file a claim, it means somebody was likely using and had stolen your ID. So make sure that you check. Well, supporters of a convoluted voting method that allows people to rank candidates in order of preference want to give people in Oregon a chance to use the system in statewide elections. It's called ranked choice voting. Now, so far, they've used it on a limited basis in Benton County, just to the north of where we are here in Lane, or I am. It's used statewide in Maine and in some American cities. Supporters of the method in Oregon have filed a pair of initiatives aimed at putting the question before voters this far, uh, fall. There's two initiatives, and they're pretty much similar. The only difference is one of them would include the presidential election in ranked choice voting, and the other would not. Otherwise, the ranked choice method would be used in all Oregon elections for members of Congress, as well as statewide positions, including governor, secretary of state, attorney general, treasurer, and labor commissioner. Supporters of ranked choice voting says it allows voters to have a greater say in election outcomes. If no single candidate gets more than 50% of the vote in the initial count, then the candidate with the least support 
gets removed from consideration. Then election officials consider the second choice candidate on the ballots of people who voted for the person who was eliminated. And then that process is repeated until one candidate clears the 50% threshold. Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you understand how that, that works? As opposed to just the best manner woman wins. Anyway, good to see you back, Rick. Glad that, uh, you know, you're not in jail anymore. And by the way, safe trip to Montana wishes coming from the London clan. That said, Rick, roll us over with some real. All right, Billy, thank you. Good to have you on tonight. And uh, thank you for your support and running out to the Apple store and protesting. But it wasn't Apple. You're protesting the wrong place. You know, you know, Kim, I got to tell you, that makes Bill the perfect Eugene protester. Protesting yeah. anything, but not really sure what he's protesting. He doesn't care. <laughs> he's just protesting. Just, <laughs> I used to see, remember when we go cover protests and you see the same people mm -hmm. at every one and you're going, wait, last week you were people for the ethical treatment of stumps. And this week yeah, you're for the ethical treatment your... of cataracts or whatever it was. You oh, know? yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. We remember those days. That's interesting about his numbers. I mean, I knew that drug use was up. My mom is a drug and alcohol counselor. So, oh, really? uh, yeah, she could attest to those numbers. It's not good. Not Yeah. Well, great. We're number two. <laughs> I know it feels like we're number two. So, um, Kim, I heard there's some really big goings on over in uh, one of our favorite beach towns, Florence, Oregon. Something Isn't this back. exciting? Yeah. Yes. Yay. We actually have an event to talk about. Yeah. No, over in Florence, you guys, the winter uh, music festival is actually taking place starting tomorrow. So I was lucky enough to grab a couple of the organizers of that event to tell you a little bit more about it because they're the pros. Hi, Kirk and Rachel are here from Florence, from the festival location. Um, thanks for joining us, you guys. And I want you guys to tell us a little bit first about kind of the performers. And then I have a couple more questions about the actual festival. So who will we be expecting this time around. Yeah, thanks, Kim. And thanks, Rick. Really uh, pleased to be here this evening. We are uh, reporting live from Florence Event Center. And uh, I'll start by talking about Bluegrass Friday night. Tomorrow is, of course, Friday. And we are bringing in two of your favorite Montanans, uh, a guy named John Lowell and also Ben Winship. John Lowell is a great flat-picking guitar player and award-winning songwriter. Ben Winship plays the mandolin. They're going to open at 7 o'clock, downbeats at 7 and then we have brought in uh, one of the true bluegrass powerhouses currently operating in the United States, uh, a band that is bona fide. Their name is Appalachian Roadshow. And if you follow bluegrass, it's Barry Abernathy and Daryl Webb. They are the principals who founded the band, and they are joined by three other of the most premier musicians you can find on the planet. And I'll let Rachel talk about the others. Oh, great. That sounds like some a good starter already. Okay, Rachel, what else? Yes. Those are the headliners, but everybody is worth coming for to this festival. There's some really neat people. Um, Pretty Gritty, who's been here before. It's a couple, Sarah Wolf and Blaine Heinonen, and they are absolutely wonderful. And we had so many requests for them to come back. Mary Flower, singer, songwriter, teacher. She does it all. Oh, and a group that is so popular here. They're actually out of Salem. Kristen Granger and True North Duo. And Kristen okay. is a star in her own right. She's a singer-songwriter and has won awards at Kernville and other places. And we 
were able to bring the whole band here. They're getting the band together. So that was good. And they're coming. But the big news is we have Carla Bonoff. The Carla Bonoff, who is, oh, there's, there, that looks like John Craigie from years ago. Have, wait, 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 wait. You have Carla Bonoff? We have Carla, Carla Bonoff. The, okay. The Carla Bonoff. The Carla Bonoff. No so way. The, the pictures are from previous years, and we've had some fantastic people in those years, but Carla Bonoff is this year, and she has never stopped touring, and she's written songs for Linda Ronstad and Bonnie oh, Raitt and, and, and many she others. Just she in her own right is all, just amazing. I mean, she has a beautiful voice. Beautiful yeah, voice, and she she's does. bringing a, a really excellent guitar player by the name of Sean McHugh with her uh, this year. So they'll be playing as a duo. She'll play the piano. She's going to play all the hits. She has some uh, recent recordings that have been uh, published. And so tickets are selling. The town's excited to get back to music business here in Florence. I can't oh, believe yeah. Carla. I looked her up like maybe six months or a year ago. We having a conversation. Just like whatever happened to her, like people like Kim Carnes and people like that. But Carla Bonoff was one of the people we were talking about. I'm wow. I'm super impressed now. You got you got me. I'm impressed. But I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> you can buy us. You can buy a streaming ticket and watch her from Montana. We have that's live streaming. Cool. Tell well, them how that nice works. Stuff. Tell us how that works. Uh, because of COVID, obviously there are people who, because of medical issues or other ideas are not comfortable in, in being in a congregate setting. And so uh, we're getting to the dance now because it's our first opportunity, meaning that the facility here, the city is invested in the technology with a couple of cameras and a streaming service so through our ticketing system. So from the comfort of any place in the entire world, for a mere $20, you can watch True North and Carla Bonoff on Saturday night. And uh, it'll be a good experience. We actually had a kids concerts here today without the children because of COVID. And so uh, under Rachel's guidance, all of that was live streamed to the classrooms, both here in Florence and also over in Mapleton. Oh, wow. Okay. So the kiddos got to watch from school. That's fine. They did. And they they had the streaming thing down. We did not, but we, we got it done. So <laughs> we, and it's good. Yeah, we did not because I'm 66, although I have streamed. Be, you know, be, beware. So, Kim, have them tell when this somebody's asking when the festival is. Yeah. Tell us the, the times and the days. Yes. And so tomorrow is Friday, January 28th. And the activity is actually kick off with a one o'clock workshop on how to jam bluegrass style. That'll be conducted by John Lowell and uh, Dan Wetzel together. And then the downbeat uh, is at seven o'clock for bluegrass. The second show starts at 830. And then, Rachel, what's the schedule on Saturday? It's a busy schedule. Saturday, there's all kinds of things going on. There is a songwriting fundamentals workshop with Kristen and Dan from Two North Duo. And they that was our most popular workshop last year. In fact, people said, bring them back. We need them. I say last year, it was 2020. We were kind of missing in action last year, <laughs> 2021. How to play as a duo with Growling Old Men and then blues and rags guitar with Mary Flower. So bring your guitar or your singing voice or whatever instrument you have. Bring kazoos if you have them and come on in. And then at one o'clock, the shows start in the theater uh, with Pretty Gritty. We already, we already talked about them. And the Growling Old Men will actually play a second set in the middle of the Saturday afternoon. And, and then no, Kim, I'm not in that band. Kim, just so you know, I'm not in the band. I'm not either, but I probably deserve to be because of my demeanor. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I digress. And then to close the afternoon set is Mary Flower at uh, 3.30 p.m. 
We'll have a small break there. And then, uh, Rachel, remind us what time things start to happen on Saturday night. 7 o'clock for the show. Uh, Kristen Granger and True North Duo will put on an amazing show. They have a ghost. It's called Ghost Tattoo is their latest CD. And it's just, it's an award winner. And she oh, is wow. too. And then 8.30 is Carla Bonoff and Sean McHugh. And in, here at the FEC, when those events are not going on, as far as the workshops are concerned, those rooms are going to be used for jamming. Rick, as you know from your vast musical experience, musicians love to get together and make music and jam. Right. And so we're going to have we're going to have jamming here at the facility, and also there are two locations here in town that are being made available by two of our sponsors. One is the Riverhouse Inn; they're making their conference conference room available for anybody to walk in and play and jam. And also at the Lighthouse over on Highway 101, they have a Really nice lobby with a fireplace and some cozy chairs, and you can go play or you can listen. And we're encouraging people who might be living room pickers or they sing in the shower or whatever it may be. The <laughs> safest environment is to come to a festival like this. Even if you sit in the back row and plink on your mandolin or you step up and take the lead on something, this is but, your place to break out and have a good time. But remember, you're not in the shower, so you do need clothing is not optional. Clothing <laughs> well, is not optional. And yeah, and we you're not wearing masks, but we their masks will be needed too. In okay. addition, yeah, to and that you guys have a great venue for this too. So that's the well, other thank thing you is you so have to be good job. That's what did we, I say? Appreciate, we appreciate the compliments on the great venue. I, that's one of the reasons my wife and I moved here low those many years ago, just back in 2014. Not it, just the natural beauty and the ability to walk in all these great places, but also because we could come to a place like this and enjoy live music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That'll be awesome. Florence and all that music this weekend. So head over there and you guys and Matt put up the, the website to get more info on tickets. And then someone asked about how to get the virtual tickets. So we'll send them to your site there um, and they can look, I'm assuming, get those online, right? Yes, wintermusicfestival.org. You can get tickets to both the live shows and the live streaming through the ticketing system that you just make one click and you're taken right into it. You can also call the facility. 541-997-1994. During business hours, but they'll be here most of the time tomorrow because we'll be, it'll be hopping. That's right. It'll be hopping. Awesome. Yay. Well, thank you so much for joining us to talk about it. And I think a lot of people are interested. So this should be the weekend to do it. Kim and Rick, thank you for the invitation. Really enjoyed it. See you guys later. You're welcome, man. So Kim, you know, Rick, um, when we were in Florida, you know, we just got back from there. Um, the kids did their first uh, karaoke. They had their first experience. I think they want to now they might go to Florence and try to jam in one of those sessions. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Just make sure that clothing's not optional. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to tell Everett because he will want that. So, Kim, stick around because you're a teacher. And I, um, our next guest is here. And oh. Dennis, I'm going to brutalize your name. But it's Senator Dennis. Is it Lithicum? Lithicum? Yeah, lithium. There's an L in the, an N in there. So uh, instead of lithium, like the battery, it's lithium. Okay, so if, Dennis lithium, a senator. Now, um, this is School Choice Week, and you right. introduced Bill. Talk, talk to Kim because I and Kim, I want you to kind of be a part of this conversation because you are a teacher. Um, so you introduced a, a, some some legislation. Right. Well, Kim, you, you, you know this. Uh, Oregon schools are rated in the dumpster. They, they don't perform well. They, um, you know, from the standardized testing model. And in fact, uh, Governor Kate Brown um, removed the proficiency testing model from the state of Oregon. There's no sense in having a standard if nobody can meet the standard. 
And um, so our Oregon schools are performing in the, you know, in the last five of the 50 states, you know, we're number 40, 44 in one rank, we're 48 in another rank, and it's just an enormous waste of money. And we make the mistake as Republicans of saying our kids aren't being educated. And I would like to push back and say, no, they are being educated. Look at what they're learning. They're learning CRT. They're looking, learning. They don't actually have to know math. They don't have to do two plus two equals four because maybe tomorrow it'll equal five. And there's no right, there's no wrong, there's no truth. And we are really being disingenuous with this, uh, you know, racial justice, social justice monstrosity that, that we're creating where we're removing standards that have been around for centuries, more than centuries, millennial. And, um, and so, what I did, I, I, this isn't a big, big bill, Kim. There, you'll find there's nothing to talk about here. The, the bill is there's a cap on the number of kids that can attend a private virtual school, a charter school using computers. 3% of the entire school district population for every school district in the state of Oregon is the ceiling. You cannot break through that glass ceiling. And I'm just doubling it from 3% to 6%. Oh my, the world will cave in if we do that. Just giving kids the opportunity to get out of the classroom environment where they have to wear masks, they've got to show their vaccine card, they've got to take a COVID test on Tuesday if they didn't feel good last week, and on and on it goes. Senator, Senator, let me ask you something. So what's weird to me though, that people are pushing back on this, isn't that what we did for like a year and a half? Was it yeah. was way over? It was way over six percent. We're in that. We're um, at home learning online, doing the online learning. So, you know, you got to kind of laugh and go, "Where's the credibility in that?" That's what I'd like to know. Well, uh, yeah. Well, Oregon home last year, Oregon homeschooling increased by almost seventy-five percent. Right. And that's just moms. That's just moms picking up their kids and saying, you guys, let's sit at the kitchen table. Let's do some spelling words. Let's do some math. And by the way, I was a homeschooling dad. So I know exactly what they go through. They struggle at first. They get the hang of it. It turns out it's dead easy. And uh, private schools or charter schools increased by about 21 percent last year in the state of Oregon. Right. Across the U.S., there are literally uh, millions of children that switch from some form of public school because they mm-hmm. didn't like the indoctrination and they moved into a private school, private charter school or virtual school to um, to fill in the sidelines. And I think the most important thing is parents didn't know what the teachers were teaching until they yeah. had the computer screen right there. Right in their uh at their kitchen table and then they said oh my and they blew their lids and are looking for some relief because the current cap in oregon is at three percent and i'm just moving it to six percent which is nothing it's a mere pittance 94 percent still would go into the uh, public school government school indoctrination center and um, it's about time people stood up and and fought back 
people need options and these kids need options and it's about the kids. So, so Senator, one last yeah. thing, um, cause I know you have other things we can talk about and we'll have you back to talk about, aren't you running? I heard are you're on the, on the list for uh, running for governor, right? <laughs> are, are you the only one who's not? Is, yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, Every Republican in Oregon is running for governor. I had to be on the list. <laughs> I heard Bill London talking this morning on the radio. There's like 25. But what I want to ask you, not about anything like that, I want to ask you, do you think now, uh, there's always been talk about school choice. Do you think now if school choice came up in Oregon, that do you think people, there's enough support that parents would just go, you know, why am I spending my money on public education when I, I have to pay for public education and, and I'm also having to put my kid in a private school? Do you think this school choice could get raised to an elevated level uh, coming up in the next year or so? I, I think so, especially if there really is a red wave in um, Oregon. Even if we fail to attain the governor's office, we will take over the House and take over the Senate and we'll walk through the list of idiotic bills that have been passed recently and repeal them. That would be my hope. And by school choice, I hope you're referring to the idea, and I had this bill last year, but this session we're only allowed two bills. My bill last year was any child could attend any school in any zip code in any school district so that you were not forced to be just on the wrong side of a school district zip code boundary, and you could cross the street and attend a school district right. that was just in the neighborhood, but across the zip code. And I said, well, let's, by golly, if there's a school in Klamath Falls area that's specializing in space exploration, right. and you would like your child to go there, and you've got an aunt who lives there, let your child live at her house, go to that school. You don't have to lie anymore. Oregon loves to make citizens into liars to get around the stupid rules and regulations. And it's about time we just had an honest conversation and let people there guide and direct their children to the opportunities that were available. Yeah. Senator, exactly. thank, you. thank you so much for your time. And I'm sorry we had a little trouble getting you hooked in there, but you guys did it. Drew got you on, yeah, so we appreciate yeah. that. Thank we, you again. We'll have you, we'll have you back. I appreciate your time. You, you bet. It's always fun, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Hey, Kimmy, thank you for being on tonight. Thank you. Yeah, that was great. That was a good take show. Care of kids. We got one more interview, though. I got this is my remember oh. my medal, my little my my medal piece, my uh, oh yeah Mercury medal. Yeah. Well, this is Mike. Oh, Mike, hi there. Kim, we'll talk to you later. How are you guys doing? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you, man? I am doing well, sir. Nice to meet you. Oh, you too, dude. Um, so Larry and everybody, they said, we want you to talk to Mike. He's been working here a long time. He loves his job. So first, tell him about what you guys do at Mercury Metal. Because I think, I, in fact, I can roll some video while we're talking, okay? Watch okay, this. awesome. Look how I do oh, that. yeah. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> So what do you guys do there? Yep. What, what do you do at Mercury Metal? So, Mer well, Mercury started off as a, uh, believe it or not, a chainsaw bar shop. Back in 1948, we actually built chainsaw bars and refurbished them originally. And I'm going to kind of walk by that area right now and I'll show you. That. That's kind of what I manage here most of the time. Okay. So we build a big pond and deck bars. These are all oh, wow. chainsaw bars for uh, big sawmills and like, you know, all the different companies that do the huge logs. 
Uh-huh. We even built pesta bars for those who uh, chopped down the uh, giant redwoods that have already crashed. So 16-foot chainsaw bars. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. You, you kind of <laughs> like that. You kind of like that, don't you, Mike? I do. I, it's kind of cool. <laughs> we uh, Well, what's really neat is uh, – what's that? What do you love about your job? You're smiling so much. You obviously really oh, like what you do. I do. I do a lot. Uh, gosh, you know, working at Mercury is uh, – I, I was at a different company for 21 years, and I came here a couple years ago. And uh, the family atmosphere, the way the employees are integrated part of the company, like as an individual, you get a voice, you're heard. That's it was paramount because I'm all a people person. I like people. I like to be friends with my coworkers and see my job as family. And this has been like a perfect fit for me. Do you think it's um, what I find every time I show this video, people will, t- will write me and say, "I had no idea that was going on in Eugene." Because it's what you guys do is so it's so um, individual, but it's creative and art, and and you're using this heavy metal to do things that I think most people don't really think about. Um, you know what I mean? On a daily basis, you don't right. think about how this stuff is put together, and you guys design it, you fabricate it, you you create it. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, everything from scratch, and, and that's one thing that I do a lot here too. I do a, a lot of custom projects, what we call walk-ins. People who just come in and say, hey. I got something custom I want done on my trailer or my farm equipment. You yeah, there you go. Yeah. Or like that. yeah, like that thing, yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. <laughs> that was a great thing that we do. And uh, that's kind of how Mercury started. A lot of it was just custom projects, and it landed into the bigger fish that we have today. Because you guys have big – I mean, you're dealing with people all over the world, aren't you? Yep. Absolutely internationally. Uh-huh. We do a lot of stuff for a food processing, co- uh, processing company that's back east. And they kind of supply stuff through the whole world. And uh, we're one of their suppliers and vendors. How many people work there? Right now, we're currently just under 50. So we're about to hit that 50 benchmark. And you figure that's grown uh, in 2015, we were at five. So we went from five to 50 in just this short time. <laughs> and just right here in little old Eugene, Oregon. Little old Eugene, Oregon. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Oh, so somebody, somebody says, um, oh, yes, I need a really cool-looking Wyoming bucking cowboy sign. Letter buck. I'll tell you what, Annie. You Letter buck. <laughs> the phone number's up. You, it, I'll put it on there, but you guys should go find it. It's, uh, it's really cool. They got some great stuff going on. So are you guys looking for, for people to, to join your, your family? Absolutely. Yep. Uh, welders, fabricators, engineers. Uh, even office personnel, sales, yeah, you bet. We're we're constantly growing and looking for new people, and just anybody who wants to come into this family atmosphere. You know, it, that's another thing too. So, I always brag about this in the company. Every payday, they cater food to the employees. What? That's something I'm not used to seeing. Yeah, oh, no wait, joke. Wait, wait, yep. wait, and tell Larry now. Now we, I find out when I'm leaving for Montana because I would have crashed that party. So what happened? <laughs> tell me how that worked. I mean, what do they do? So yeah, that, they basically. We'll take a, a vote and see what the consensus is for what everybody wants to go to a local restaurant in town or we'll make food. Like we just recently had a kitchen installed, so we're going to start doing some cooking, some more healthy options. But, yeah, we'll do burger joints or pizza or whatever everybody kind of wants, and we'll line up the tables inside, and on payday, everybody gets to come in and enjoy a free meal. <laughs> so Paul is asking, any kind of training? I'm thinking he might want to be working. Or Is there any kind of training that you guys do for people? Uh, yeah, well, a lot of it is – we do have entry level positions for like, uh, you know, when you start off and grinding the metal before it actually goes to the fabrication side. 
Uh, some of the welders we take in are entry-level welders. They've had a little bit of experience. We will train on that. Uh, most of our fabrication department, we do look for a little bit more experience, but we do have a couple of positions available where you don't really have any experience with the training. But coming in as a welder, it's a great way to get started at, at, at that entry-level position. Oh, you become yeah. part of the family and you kind of move on. So have, yep. have, are you married and have kids? I am not. I am single. Actually, I have a side business that I run, so I work seven days a week. <laughs> What's your side business? So my side business is a non-advertised uh uh, welding is what I do, custom welding, and for people who can't afford it, my goal is to do full charity welding for a lot of like local farmers and stuff who can't afford to do the equipment, and that's something I've been doing on the side as like a gift back to the community. So somebody says, what a great morale booster, great way to show appreciation for your employees to have lunch for them. So you guys, and also I think we should just, yeah. put, the word, we should just put the word out as long as you're here. Um, Mike is available, uh -huh. and good looking dude. Yeah. Um, Hard worker, <laughs> you. Doing. obviously it's not lacking in personality, and he's looking for a really beautiful <laughs> woman uh, to stand by his side. You know, <laughs> nice, I like that. And then, and then just tell Larry, thank you for the dating app with Rick Dancer. <laughs> I, I will do that, I will do that. He's going to get a kick out of that. <laughs> Jason says you're a great guy. I appreciate that. People can just tell. Oh, great. thank you, guys. He says you've got a great smile. Nancy. Are we oh, I appreciate that. I'm always <laughs> smiling. <laughs> hey, Mike, thank you so much. And we love having you guys on board. Mercury Metal Pub sponsoring us. And um, yeah, you can, you guys have thank lots you. of good spokespeople over there. They have no, you have no lack of people oh. who can just jump in front of a camera and do your thing. So we'll, we'll be seeing you next month. All or people, somebody. people. All right, man. See you later. Thank you, Absolutely. Mike. Absolutely. Sounds okay, good. Bye. Thank you. Isn't that great to know we have businesses like that just hanging out in our community and things are going on like that? Uh, lots of creative people and interesting people. So um, according to Facebook, I'm not supposed to tell you to share this, so I'm not going to tell you to share it on your page. <laughs> but if you did, I wouldn't I wouldn't cry. Um, so we're off until next week. And Kathy and I, as I said, we are going to be uh, getting in a truck on Saturday, moving on over to Montana. We'll be bringing you some stuff um, next week. It's going to be a little different kind of that way. Um, We'll see. Oh, yeah, Matt, Matt Kendall says, new business venture for Rick, dating with dancer. <laughs> That's what I'm going to be doing from Montana, um, setting up dates for you. So we'll be broadcasting next week. Uh, Kathy, I'll be sending all kinds of stuff. So if you want to follow us, go to Facebook. You can go to YouTube. Uh, you can go to Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. We're on all those and we'll be posting pictures kind of of the journey. We're also going to be moving more towards our website, rickdancer.com. Uh, in the next month or so after what happened yesterday, we're going to make sure we're getting you guys to there so we can have a little more control over what's going on in our lives. And I think you understand what I mean. All right, that's it. I got to go pack more and uh, we'll be uh, seeing you next time from uh, somewhere in Montana. I'm Rick Dancer. Thanks for being with us tonight. We'll see you later. Yes, Robin, I will be doing live shows. <laughs>